And I'm Karen Wright. It is 934 and you're listening to a Minnesota Morning. Joining me now is our good friend Harvey. Gardening with Karen and Harvey this morning. Good morning, Harvey. Good morning. Well, Harvey, you and I met yesterday to record our shows for the month, our five-minute shows. And boy, did we ever get excited because we had a seed catalog <laughs> in the studio. Yeah, it's it's one that I'm I was planning on ordering more from because of the price and the the shipping and the stuff. And um, I have ordered from them before, uh, and uh, I've had good luck with them. So I was going to try and uh, good size order this year. Well, so I took your catalog because I can't find mine, and you said, "Well, I'm, I'm going to put my order." So I went through it, and I'm going to figure out what I already have a list of things I'm going to order. And one thing I wanted to talk about because you and I and Barb always talk about this tomato berry, which we found to be such an amazing tomato. Yeah, you and you and um, Barb came home with it one time a couple of years ago, and then I oh, started three, four now. Yeah, yeah. You got it from the cities or someplace? Yeah, or? I, I found it. I think it at a, at a place in the maybe it was a Bachman's yeah. or something and I thought oh this looks interesting because they're shaped like strawberries yeah so they're really cute and I thought I'll try this and boy did they have the best taste ever and so then I got Barb hooked on them and then now <laughs> that is one of your regulars that you plant for the plant sale yes. that we do for the Master Gardeners every spring yeah I uh, it, it uh, it's nice uh, you have to realize so sometimes uh, when they say Carl uh, uh, how they taste and stuff like that. A lot depends on the soil that they're planted in. That true. That is true. You can. They can taste a little different if I, out in my farm than you have in the city. And I have found that because I've got the the lake garden at the lake house, and I've got mm-hmm. the one in town, and there is a slight uh, variation. Yep. They're still good. Oh yeah. Yeah, I'm not saying they're not, but they could have just a little bit different flavor. Because some soils are more acidic, some, yeah. you know, more alkaline. We had, tend to have very alkaline soils here in southern Minnesota. Yeah. My my biggest um, uh, thing, I, I get the tomatoes and peppers. Um, that's what I, use, I raise a lot of uh, is the tomatoes. Well, I was going to talk to you about, you know, I mentioned the tomato berry as one of our favorites. I got a gardening magazine. It's called Fine Gardening. It's a national magazine, so it, you know, covers all of the yeah. United States. Well, they had one of the, the writers in there talking about things that she was going to try this year. And one of them is a new tomato. And the reason I'm talking about it is because she said that she was so stuck on the tomato berry, like Barb Lampson and I are thinking it's so great. And she, in the article, said, I have found one that rivals the the flavor and the the just the greatness of the tomato berry and it's called the Valentine Hybrid Tomato, and then it says EB and I'm not sure what EB stands for, um, but it's it's a 55 days. It won the 2018 All American Selection Award and it says when judges agreed that Valentine was the most appealing grape tomato in recent trials, the deepest red you will ever see due to its higher lycopene content, that, which is a good healthy thing. And, but they're small. They're only about a half an ounce and measure one and a half inches long by three quarters inch wide. It says massive early yields, very sweet, holds on the vine without cracking, which is something that, that is important. That's one you would put in a grape class. Yeah, and the, the tomato berry's a little bigger. What was it, think? just over two ounces versus a half ounce? Yeah. Yeah, so it, 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 and then to pick them, I mean, you're picking a little, little berry and stuff. It's like too. a marble. But, but the um, 2018 um, All-American, that is something to look for because that is a proven, um, been through the trials. 
of, of different places all throughout North America. And when it says 2018, it's never been on the sale in, uh, before. It has to go through these trials before they can claim that. And I'm guessing the woman who wrote the article in a fine... The fine gardening probably had access to the trials because yeah. that's her her business. But right. so that is one new one I'm trying, Harvey. And I know you love peppers, and of course my favorite peppers are the yum yum peppers. They're yeah. small, like mini bells, but they're snacking peppers and they're sweet. My husband loves them. Now there's a new pepper I know you were thinking about trying. <laughs> yeah. uh, and what is that, Harvey? A Carolina Reaper, uh, isn't it? Reaper. And why it's, are we trying this, Harvey? It is a hot pepper. But you've never tried this yet. I have never tried it yet. This will be the first year because I have a um, grandson-in-law that likes hot peppers. And really I hot? Really hot. And he likes the ghost hot peppers. And, and they're this, hot. Yeah, and they're hot. But this is going to be a little bit hotter than that. And I got somebody from my church that really likes hot peppers, so I'm going to try one and give it to him and see how he likes well, it. Well, I want to read the description of this. This is in the <laughs> magazine you and I are looking at here. And, oh, my goodness, Harvey. It's called the Carolina Reaper. It says start seeds indoors six to eight weeks or eight to ten weeks, um, the peppers, before planting outside, which you do. That's yes. one of your specialties. And here it says about the Carolina Reaper called the Super Hot Pepper, 95 days, and it is literally called, I'm not kidding, the world's hottest pepper. Yeah. <laughs> it says the Guinness Book of World Records recently proclaimed the South Carolina-grown cultivar named Carolina Reaper as the world's hottest pepper registering 1.569300 Scoville units of heat. That's over... One and a half million, million. Scoville <laughs> units of heat, which is a measure of heat intensity. And at a South Carolina university, about 7% hotter than the Scoville's uh, record from another pepper back in, uh, let's see what year, hold on, 2011. Yeah. Um, that was only 1.4 million Scoville's. And that was called the Trinidad Maruga Scorpion, and that was in 2011. Now, you've never planted that one. No, but that is, that's the first one I've seen when I was going through the book, or the, through that catalog. It is in there, too. Oh, that's in there, too. Yeah, but then I was reading further, and, and I come across <laughs> this one. So It's kind of ugly, though. Well, it, 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 those hot peppers are They're not, gnarled. They're yeah, gnarled. They're not yeah. nice and smooth. Your, your hottest peppers are not um, nice like a bell pepper. Uh, this one is dark, uh, beautiful red color, but it's all kind of, it looks like it's a bell pepper that's shrunken up and yeah, shriveling. Yeah, yeah, that's what they look like. And, but uh, it says they're bright red, gnarled, and lumpy with a sigh-like tail, kind of a pointy little yeah. thing. Uh, Carolina Reaper is a cross between boot, jalokia, or ghost pepper, which yeah, you've, yeah, yeah. you've tried that. I have never tried oh. that, but my uh, grandson-in-law, that's what he likes, is oh. he's had the ghost pepper. And Habernero is the other cross. It's a fruity flavor, has a hint of citrus with sweet chocolate cherry undertones. How do you taste that with the heat is what I want to know. <laughs> it says mature, <laughs> mature fruits are about the size of a ping pong ball. Oh, they're not very big. No. And it requires bottom heat to germinate, which... Uh, habaneros is it, 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 like, like the same thing. as It's shrunken and, and stuff, too. It's not real big. But it's hot. Uh, yeah, but it's hot. Well, let's talk about what is bottom heat. So people are saying, what in the heck are you reading bottom heat in, you know, about this pepper? That's when you start the seed. Uh, well, the, the hot peppers, most people uh, will hear is uh, jalapeno. No, I'm talking about starting the seed, though. The bottom heat means oh. you need to start the seeds with... Uh, like a little heating pad, and I always do, and that's been my su successful 
part when I didn't use the heating pad under my seeds I'm starting, I don't get a good yield. And I'm just the opposite. Really? I've, I've tried the heating pad and I've not had good luck with it. What? I, I did some last year, but uh, I have to throw out everything I did last year because of the... Um, Bad batch of soil. Yeah. I got some um, seed starting mix that was not good. And a lot of people had the same problem, yeah. me too. And, and so... I may, I might try his, but I've never used uh, heating pads very much. You haven't. Not, I, see, not in my garage. I don't. Well, maybe your garage is warmer. Even in my house, because our house is about sixty-eight. But you know, you want to put it by a window so it's light. And I also <coughs> have grow lights, which you have too. Yeah, I I have the regular uh, fluorescent lights, and um, I usually uh, plant them in a tray, and then there's a plastic over tray over it so it's to keep the moisture in keep the moisture in and then i have these lights right down just close close to by half inch or just above the plastic Mm -hmm. and stuff so and it it keeps it warm in there yeah see that's the thing you got to have that the even warmth is really important for germination but i've always had better luck without the heating pad. really i wonder if you got a bad heating pad or something because i've got uh, three or four of them around there well if you don't (laughs) want them i'll take them (laughs) (laughs) I think I had three going at once last year, but then there it was. I was trying to get some tomatoes, right? And I was just desperate because I had that bad batch of soil, so nothing germinated or hardly anything. Well, I got I planted 150 seeds of uh, three different varieties together. I planted 150 seeds, and I got 24 plants. Whoa, that's not a good. Yeah, that's not a good rate at all. And they weren't old seeds. No, no, no. They were brand new. Now, seeds. were they from this seed company? Because I hope that no. we don't get oh, good. <laughs> no good. Because I'm going to order for the well, first time from this. I had some tomatoes of a, a different variety that I normally don't grow, but I grow them for the plant sale because people ask for them. Yes, request. And they were five, six years old, and I had some old seed starting mix from last year, the year before, and I was uh, planting something else that needed plant. I thought, well, I'll just throw these in there because I. Need to do it sometime, and out of the six seeds, five of them grew, and they were old seed. Hmm. See, know. one never knows; it has yeah. to be stored right, and all. Yeah, all and you got to have the right mix to plant them in. And and so I was looking through here about um, ordering some other things for seeds. I want to talk about the different varieties that I know are successful. So if other people want to try them, uh, like I said, the All American Seed, if it has that AAS symbol, it's it's pretty. Likely it's going to be successful. Another one I'm planting for flowers, and I don't usually plant flower by seed. I usually get a lot of them pre-started from the local nursery. Um, But I am planting, I do plant zinnia seeds. So this year I'm going to get that Queenie Lime Orange Zinnia. And it is a 20, um, let's see, it's a 2018 All-American Selections Award winner. And it also won the 2018 Fluoro Select uh, Gold Medal, which is the European equivalent of the All-American Selection. It's kind of an orange with uh, zinnia on the outside, but the, as you go, it's the petals inside are more of a lime green. Yeah, it's a different color. Yeah, so I'm going to try that this year. And normally I do the Benary Giant, which are very, very tall, over yeah. three feet uh, tall, and they've got big flowers. And those have always been great, so I hope I'm not making a mistake by trying something different. But I thought, you know, just just for kicks and giggles. Well, I can try one or two, you know, and see no, what gonna, they're like this year. Well, I have this whole place that there's one place in my garden that I, <laughs> it's a patch. I put all zinnia, so I want oh. all these. But do you know how many seeds? There's, there's 12 to 15 seeds, and that'll be more than enough for my spot. Then, then you'll have to watch so, for the height of each one so you don't get some buried in the, in the center there shorter. Well, these <coughs> say they're 25-inch plants, so yeah. that'll be nice because the ones, the Benary Giants, get taller, and they sometimes flop over. Yeah. 
I, I haven't gotten through all my seeds yet, but I uh, will look for some uh, uh, begonias or cannon. I start these from seed, uh, dahlias, uh, different things that I start from seed. Uh, that you normally don't. You usually buy the tubers or you pl- you s- not canna. Yes, you start canna from seed. I had started. No, I had started some canna from seed. And did you ever get a bloom? Oh yeah, the same year. Yeah, I'm shocked. I just yeah. I I've never and thought of that because I always get them from the rhizomes. You know, you dig them up yeah. every year in the yeah. fall, and you and know I've got them stored in the basement. And I get them seed. I get it started as seed, okay. and in the fall they have the rhizomes belo- on the bottom and but and you stuff. S- and they've been. I mean, does it take them longer to bloom, or have you started them early oh, enough? I, I, I got to start them pretty soon now. Okay, because... I mean, I'm at least by the 1st of February, uh, so that's what I'm looking for, seeds. And and I've I've done that with um, dahlias a number of times. You've done dahlias with seeds. See, yeah. I've never bought them outside of the tubers, because the tubers, obviously, you got a huge head start. Yeah, but I, I've... And, and they have... They have different colors and stuff, and I, I really like them. And then I keep them over winter and, and plant them again for next are year. Are there a certain uh, variety of dahlias that you plant by seed? I mean, are they? No, th- there is no name to them. It, it, this is just a general, oh. you know, different colors and, and stuff. And <clears throat> like mo- most are they, of them. They're not as big as a dinner plate, though. No, no, they're, oh. s- they're smaller. Smaller dahlias, yeah. okay. But they're, they're not the real small, but they're a good size, maybe three inches across or something like that. Oh, so that's pretty decent. But n- n- my regular dahlias, those are I buy all by name. And they're all named and, and everything. Do you have and little signs by them in the garden? Um, no, not anymore because uh, <laughs> I can't get anything that... D- if I put it by the plant, the plant gets too big and gets covered anyway. <laughs> Otherwise, it's in the way. So I do have uh, them all numbered. Oh, you do? Yeah. Uh, actually, I write the number right on the tubers. Oh, okay. In the fall, when I dig them out, I have a number that I place on them, and then I have a sheet of paper with the name. How do you know what number. they are after? Because if you if it's on the tuber when they're when they're growing, do you just know in your head which variety it was later. No, when I got it on a sheet of paper. Oh, so it's all uh, yeah, diagram. Oh, it's all the numbers with the name on it behind it, and uh, so I know which ones they are just by the number. Okay, that's well, that's a really great way, and I know Barb is really great at taking notes about her gardens and. I always say I'm going to, and I don't. <laughs> and that's a that's a good thing because a lot of times you should rotate crops. Like you shouldn't plant tomatoes and potatoes uh, 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 in yeah, the same especially place. Especially in a vegetable garden, uh, you need to rotate and, and you need to know which because uh, what you do one year by the next spring. Well, did I have it here or did I have it there? And or was that last year? Yeah. Well, and because the main reason is for disease prevention and control. Yes, and um, I do have a um, uh, notebook that I write down every year the dates that I start different seeds and everything, and then I'll have a diagram of the vegetable garden where everything is planted and that. I do that pretty much every year. And uh, so I, I, I go by that, what, uh, what I use. What time is it to plant certain things? I go back and look and see, well, when did I start these or when did I start those? And sometimes, um, as far as going outside, that depends on the weather. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And and I'm not in no hurry to put anything outside in the ground. See, that's a problem I am. I want to get it done and get over over with so I can get to new projects. <laughs> yeah. Well, the only thing is the cool crops uh, in the spring that you can plant early. Otherwise, like the tomatoes and peppers and uh, some of those things, I don't put them out until after Memorial Day, um, no matter what the weather is. 
Yeah, and that's probably smart because I've made the mistake, and I've talked about it before, where I wanted to get a jump. We were in a community garden for a while, and mm-hmm. so I thought, well, I'm going to get my tomatoes out, and I'll be ahead of everybody else. Well, then you got some of those cold days, and they just sat there yeah. and sat there. It, it, they, it, they're stunted. They didn't do anything. It, it stunts them a little bit, and it takes them longer to come back and stuff yes. like that. And then I do have a little greenhouse, too. So I, I start all my seeds in the garage, which I got a heated garage. In fact, I got over 100 plants in there right now. And, uh, what kind of plants do you have in there now, Harvey? Well, I've got some lemongrass. I've got. What do you do? Is lemongrass? What do you do with that? Because I know people use it for herbs. It's my daughter's. Oh, so it's. I, not <laughs> I'm overwintering it for oh, her. Oh, okay. And then I have, I think, six or seven roses, and I've got roses that are blossoming right are now. Are these tea roses or are these the the shrub I've got, roses? I've got shrubs. I've got teas, and I've got um, miniatures. And they're doing okay yeah. inside. Yeah, I got. I had gotten ordered some last year, and I didn't get them planted. I hadn't put them. I had put them in pots right away, as soon as I got them, and then I never got them planted. So I just brought them in, and they're all growing. Oh, uh, see, I buried. See, this is what I did different. I didn't get all my stuff planted, and they're hardy. So mm-hmm. I actually took the pots and just buried them in my garden, so they're under the dirt. So it's like they're planted, but they're not. So. Right. I mean, so so yours will at least have leaves when you bring them out, <laughs> or you'll have to wait a little longer to bring them out because they won't be acclimated. Right, but um, um, yeah, it's and then I have uh, geraniums. I started uh, uh, some geraniums last spring uh, by cutting off from others uh, plants. Uh, I've got one geranium plant out there that's about twenty years old. I have um, another one that I can't think of the name of right now that is probably 10 years old. I've got a um, um, pepper, um, hot pepper, or not, no, uh, ornamental pepper mm-hmm. that is, it's an annual, but I've got one out there that's probably five, six years old. You just bring it in each year? Yeah, I just bring it in and put it out in the spring. And See, all of these plants I have out there <clears throat> in the garage will all go outside in the spring. Right, you bring them out and... <coughs> yeah, they're uh, and I got them all in pots and, and I just put them in my begonias. <coughs> I take those out in my begonia garden. <coughs> the pots. Well, I wanted to, you know, we were just talking about seed catalogs, um, Harvey, and I found this poem that I wanted to read because it's so. I just love it. It was actually published originally in December in two thousand nine, December twenty six. So it was the end of the month. And this this uh, author, her name is Kathleen Tenpas, and she wrote this poem. Now, you listen and see if you can relate. The mail is heavy with them. Burpees, Pine Tree, Johnnies, Gurneys, Farmers, Harris, Thompson and Morgan, Seeds of Change, Territorial Select, Baker Creek, Clones Following, Piling on the Counters, Layer after Layer of Temptation. I sort them, a pile to go, two piles to stay, Comparison Shop, Price per Seed, Species, Variety, Cultivar. Have I purchased here before? Do I really need that many colors? This many sizes? All of the flavors? Is there any room left in the yard? (laughs) (laughs) Isn't that? (laughs) <laughs> that's a big part <laughs> oh so I mean I just thought this was just it's like wow I think we can all relate to that so I was just thinking as we're, we're ordering here and I'm looking at my order that I'm going to give to you I have to remember the problem is I got to write this down to remember that I ordered this otherwise the more catalogs will come and I'll be like oh yeah you I don't keep a copy of it <laughs> <laughs> otherwise did I get lettuce I don't think I did oh I better get some more no I it, it's um I I got I, between 15 and 20 catalogs already this year and I think last year I ended up between 45 and 50. A, l- a lot of them are from the same one. 
Well, the, I know a lot of the companies are related. So if you g- yeah. Google, go online, and you know you'll say that, uh, and I can't remember any off the head, but like there's a Brex that's a part of Michigan, or I'm not sure if that's the right one, but but they're somehow connected, and so they just market differently. Well, you can you can take two catalogs and look for the same um, pepper or same tomato, and the wording and the description is the very same, and the same picture, and the same picture and everything. So they are. You know, owned by different companies, but a lot of them. Well, in a lot of them, <coughs> uh, it's better to get a company that actually breeds and, uh, you know, has their own greenhouse and does things like that versus somebody that just resells a bunch of seeds from somebody else. But I don't just I don't just buy from one catalog. Oh, um, no, I don't either. I've, I've gone well, probably eight different catalogs that I've ordered from, and I've never had a problem with any of them. And that's the thing. You go to the, there's a site called Dave's Garden that I recommend you go to because they taught they have p- actual people like you and me yeah. who review if they've had problems. And of course, as you and I know, people tend to put more negative things down. If you have a good experience, sometimes you're like, oh, this is great, and forget yeah. about it. But if you have a really bad one, you want to let them know. So keep that in mind, and you can read reviews of all these different companies on this Dave's Garden, and it's called the. I think it's called the top 30, was that the top 30 watch list or watchdog list? And you can go in there and you say, okay, I want to look at gurneys. And they'll say, yes, I had great experience with this, not with this. And then you can get, get a more informed decision. You know, and when you're buying seeds, uh, there isn't a lot of difference in seeds. It's uh, more of the, pl- the the plants, the live plants. That you yeah. Can. But uh, yeah, it's, it, but it's uh, most public. Most catalogs are, are good enough to buy from and stuff. Yeah. Um, there's one kind of seed that isn't in the catalog that that you have, you and I are in. The, the one we're talking about that we're, we're doing, and we're not promoting it necessarily, but it's one that we are, like. It's called Seeds and Such. And I read that they just kind of started in 2013, so they're relatively new. Well, I noticed in there, uh, when I was looking through the tomatoes, uh, they have a Goliath tomato in there. And I used to get Goliath from a different company. Yes. Well, that, now when I was reading in there, this the man that owns this company used to have the Goliath with this other company. The Shum, it was at the Shum? Because, yeah. No. I, no. Uh, it was uh, Totally Tomatoes. Oh, okay. And that's where I got the Goliath first. And he's the one that uh, bred the Goliath. But he broke away from that company and he started his own. Now he has the Goliath. And... What I understand is the other company has a Goliath Remo or something. A little, a little different, different name. Uh-huh. Yeah. Now, I was reading, because this guy in this, he must have broke away because he'll talk about when I used to be at such and such back in whatever. Cause he has yes. talked about that. Yeah, yeah. So it's kind of interesting. But oh, Well, then uh, I got I noticed in there, there's uh, this one catalog has got a lot of tomatoes. A lot, yeah. Well, well that explains oh. it. That explains it because he was a tomato breeder, I think, to, to start with. And quite a few peppers, too, which I yeah. was surprised because I think tomatoes and peppers kind of go together sometimes. Yeah, they do. These, uh, at least I think they do because I, I start them um, a lot th- of those. I have a lot of peppers I usually bring to the pa- plant sale too. I know, and I've got some some from you yeah. too. I wanted to talk about one thing I wanted to order was Kaylets, and they don't have them in this magazine. And I remember in the past I've seen them at the local nursery, and last year they didn't carry them, but I've heard they're supposed to be so nutritious and healthy. It's kind of a cross between Brussels sprouts and kale. And I know kale's supposed to be good for you, but I don't like kale. But I do like Brussels sprouts, so I thought, well, maybe this is a good compromise. Uh, and so last year I had specifically asked, and they said, well, we're not doing the Kaylets because there wasn't enough demand. And so this year I'm going to order my own seeds. 
And it says Kaletts, K-A-L-E-T-T-E-S, are the product of years of breeding that work that began with crosses between Brussels sprouts and kale. It's an open flower-like florette that already went two inches in, in diameter. So they're sort of, they, they grow similar to Brussels sprouts where they go up the spine, but they're yeah. not tight balls. They're more like a little leafier, but they're supposed to be just amazingly healthy for you. And I thought, well, why not? So I'm going to try that, but I have to go to a different catalog because this one doesn't. So that's the thing. You got If you want special things, you got to go special places. I'm not big on, on greens and stuff like that, <laughs> but I suppose, no, I keep, I'm 79 years old. What do I want to do? Keep them healthy. <laughs> <laughs> Once you're 79, who cares? <laughs> well, yeah, but now, now Barb would, would be opposite you, but. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, she, she's a little bit younger than you. Not yeah, by much, but, but no, yeah. But uh, yeah, but so, well, when you're, when you're still young like me. Well, <laughs> you know, I've got grandchildren that. Or might are, be interested. i got one that's a vegetarian or, so they like these things. And I have tried a lot of different things the last few years. Because well, of I, them? Yeah, well, we've. I, I shouldn't say I. My daughter and son-in-law <laughs> do the vegetable garden now because I can't get down to plant the seeds oh, you know, sure. and stuff. But uh, we've we've tried a number of different things. Uh, something like the soybean. Uh, it's a edamame. Yeah, mm-hmm. we've tried that. And you said we used to grow these in the field for the cows. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> they're okay. But uh, Brussels sprouts and um, some different those different things. Oh. One thing that this year I've got to have find is a new cucumber. Uh, I've always gone grown green ice, and they're no longer available. Are you I've, sure? I haven't. I haven't found any catalog with green ice in. They always was uh, the Faribault Seed and uh, uh, Seed and Company or Faribault Ice had them. Uh, Faribault Seed did, uh-huh. but they don't have them anymore this year either. What is about that that you like them? It's it's it? a burpless. They get long. Uh, they can be up to eight ten inches long. They don't get real big around, and they're very seedless. Um, there's no bitterness to them. They they keep a long time. You can just slice them. You don't have to peel them off and everything. Well, I am googling here, and there is now called a green ice improved cucumber. So maybe that's um, what you need. Well, I find some place where I can. Yeah, I'm trying to see that it's. It, there's a place called Direct Gardening. I'm. I'm. I don't uh, haven't heard of that one before. Well, it's online. So and there are some. There, that's the thing. There are some, some that on, don't produce catalogs anymore. Well, there's there was some online, but they're, they're really what I did in it was not really green ice. Right away, it refers you to green ice lettuce. Which oh, because there's ice. This is this is a green ice cucumber improved. It says on the old one. So. Yeah, but um, I'm looking at uh, one in that this catalog that I'm gonna order out of that. Uh, I still have some seeds left from green ice. Hopefully, they aren't just too old uh, that I will plant. But I want to try a different one now too. We see if there's. Something that's comparable to. I wonder if Diva. There's one called Diva that was an all-American selection that sounded kind of good. It looked like it was one of those burpless. Okay. You have to check it out, Harvey. Yeah. You could go to the all-American selection site, and they have a list of all the year yeah. through the years of all the previous all-American yes. selections, and you're. It's a good place to find yeah. things that will work. Yeah. Well, I do the same thing with my dahlias. I can go to some place where they've had some distinction about them and stuff, and so. But um, 
usually like a, like the all American. You don't you don't usually get it the first year because when they when after they get that distinction the first year they're on the market they're expensive. Right. Well, it's kind of like the yum yum I told you. You yeah. know, they're still uh, seven ninety nine a pack, whereas we order through this company that's going to be a dollar ninety nine a pack. Yeah, yeah. Same thing. Yeah. So. You just got to be smart, smart shopper, and and I still encourage people to, to shop locally. Some things yeah. like the seeds um, that you can't get elsewhere. That this you might want to go on the catalogs or online. Well, the one tomato that I like is Better Boy, and that's that you can get any anywhere. Place. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I'll tell you what, we are out of time, but it's always great to talk with you, Harvey. And uh, you're, you're going to be going back and looking through your seeds, I guess, yeah. and through the catalog. Yeah, it'll, it'll take a few days. Yeah. <laughs> then I'll get my order. I'm waiting for an order from up my uh, granddaughter and great-granddaughter up in the cities. They're supposed oh, to be they order, have to place their they order. They have to get their order, too. So uh, it's uh, I'm just waiting a little bit for that. All right. Well, thanks, Harvey. Appreciate it. Thank it you. is two minutes past 10, and you are listening to A Minnesota Morning at KMSU Radio 89.7 FM in Mankato and KMSK 91.3 FM in Austin, online at KMSU.org. Broadcasting from the campus of Minnesota State University, Mankato. Big ideas and real world thinking.